This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. You would think at this point, perhaps the media would at least take a break from its constant effort to come up with some way, some means of destroying the Trump presidency in its infancy. In fact, destroying it before it has ever come to be. Maybe they would focus on Obama's legacy for his last few months in office. Maybe they would decide for whatever reason that they had other things to do than just try to constantly fearmonger and come up with different reasons that Donald Trump is going to destroy the country. It's not an exaggeration. I wish I could say it was. It's not actually something that is beyond the pale for a lot of the writers out there, a lot of the journalists. They really seem to think that we are on the precipice of the, I don't know, the annihilation of the United States of America, something along those lines. And one of the ways that they're trying to get that point across is to suggest pretty openly uh, that there is some major rise in what you would have to, uh, well, what they term white nationalism, uh, white supremacism, all, all these different Terrible ideologies are supposedly on the rise now because of Donald Trump. So much so that the New York Times gave, what was this, just uh, a day or two ago, they were writing a piece about the alt-right exulting in Donald Trump's election with a salute. Heil, H-E-I-L, as in the German, victory. So I suppose we're supposed to take from this that the Trump presidency is somehow what? Tied to neo-Nazism? Tied to white supremacy and white nationalists? That's the connection that they seem to want to make. And you'd have to ask yourself, is this the only instance in which a tiny fringe group that has no political power in this country, that is widely and rightly and completely reviled, that is a few hundred people? We'll get into the numbers in a moment. There was actually a fantastic piece that was making the rounds last week from somebody who hates Trump saying, I've got an idea. Stop pretending that Trump is a Nazi. Stop pretending he's Hitler. Stop saying that white supremacy is the only reason that anyone voted for Trump. You are, as the title of the piece stated, crying wolf again. This is what they are doing. This is what the left-wing media is doing, the New York Times, all the rest of them. They are crying wolf. They're finding some means to tie a hateful but obscure and unimportant group to a Trump presidency. And the connective tissue between these two things is flimsy. And so it's a lot of insinuation. It's a lot of, well, we heard that some of the group's members are very happy about the Trump victory. Uh, You could find all sorts of wackos out there who have politics of one sort or another. If you go back and look at some of the biggest mass shooters in U.S. history, some of them had long political manifestos that supported maybe one party or another or one candidate or another at some point in time. Does that destroy the legitimacy of that political party? 
are we to be held responsible, we being anybody, for whomever votes within the party that we affiliate or that we are affiliated with, given that we're talking about tens of millions of people, there's going to be some crazies in there. There's going to be some bad people. But it's not about accuracy for the left with this anti-Trump mania. And it really is a mania. It's gone beyond anything that is rational. I keep telling my Democrat friends, I'm trying to explain to them on a regular basis, you got a better candidate for your interests with the Trump victory than many of the other options that were out there on the right. Trump is going to make deals with you. I think it was even this past weekend, there was an SNL sketch where, they, where Trump said, he, oh, the wall, forget it, this uh, Obamacare, leave it. I don't think he's going to do that because the people who voted for him would turn on him and be very unhappy. But on a lot of other issues, um, gay marriage, for example, one of the ones that gets a lot of attention for those who are hyperbolic in their hatred for Trump. No indication that he would touch that. In fact, there's plenty of indication that he's been, uh, that he is rather uh, supportive of gay marriage. And when you had that bathroom bill fight over transgender rights, Trump said that people can use whatever bathroom they want, if you will recall. Didn't get a lot of attention on the campaign trail from the media because that wasn't really part of the anti-Trump script. Well, what do you mean he's open to letting transgender individuals who are transgender use whatever bathroom they want? That's not the Trump we're trying to create out there in the media. We're trying to create some, some kind of monster. Attila the Hun with a swooping side part. We're trying to make people scared. But Trump is not Hitler. Not by, not by a mile, not even close. And to say so is irresponsible and it's wrong. To insinuate that that's the situation is wrong and irresponsible. And it just damages all of us. It hurts the prospects of reaching some sort of accommodation in the middle. Finding issues upon which left and right can at least agree somewhat, they are out there. They do exist. How much coverage have you, she- have you seen, for example, of Donald Trump wanting to spend a trillion dollars uh, on infrastructure? Obama's been talking about spending money on infrastructure for quite a while. We're 20 trillion in debt. I'm sure a lot of you who are limited in government and not particularly enthusiastic about the idea of running up Uncle Sam's credit card even further into the red, but Maybe Trump will do a good job. Maybe there's a case to be made for some infrastructure spending. At least it's a conversation we could have. You'll hear none of that. No, instead, the New York Times and other outlets, the Washington Post, they want to cover a neo-Nazi rally in Washington, D.C., the alt-right and neo-Nazis and whatever the connections are between those two. Alt-right, a term that I just heard for the first time, and I'm on the right, certainly not on the alt-right, Uh, maybe six months ago, eight months ago, something like that. So this seems to be a relatively new phenomenon of mostly Internet trolls who, of course, have a magnified presence on the web because the whole point of being a troll is that you say the sorts of things, you act in a way with your digital presence, whatever it may be, that you get maximum attention, that you annoy people. So you have a band of digital trolls You have a few hundred white supremacists. You go and look on the Southern Poverty Law Center's website, for example, and you'll see what the estimates are for how many actual white supremacists there are in the country. 
Um, you can take a look at the numbers. Actually, back to that piece on Slate Star Codex. I, be- I have the author's name here. I will get to it. It's Scott Alexander. Hates Trump. Thinks he's terrible. Thinks he's a liar. Thinks he's a buffoon. Also hates it when people say that he is a Nazi or that he's supported by Nazis and that means that therefore he's a part of National Socialism in America or any of that not just intellectually lazy but dangerous stuff that's out there. This is dangerous to say. Some of us were warning for quite a while, for example, that Black Lives Matter wasn't just a movement meant to reform police activity and to improve police-community relations in predominantly minority areas of the country because the rhetoric that they were using, stop killing us, stop murdering us, rhetoric that I heard myself at rallies, signs that I read, photos that I was able to take at those rallies that made it seem as though the overwhelming idea behind this wasn't reform, it wasn't bringing people together, it wasn't stopping police brutality. It was that... There is a plague of racist, murdering cops who hunt young black men in this country. That sort of rhetoric leads to violence because some people will believe it and act upon it. And that has happened in the past. It may have happened within the last few days as well. So rhetoric matters. Saying that Donald Trump is in some way a closet neo-Nazi or a member of the alt-right or any of this, that major newspapers are spending much of their time trying to create these affiliations, trying to make it seem like that's happening, just shows you how desperate they are to destroy this administration from the get-go. No leeway, no honeymoon, no effort at all to even allow the possibility of national unity on any issue. Destroy. They are in seek and destroy mode with Donald Trump. They want to do nothing else other than that. The media wants to make sure that his campaign, or rather that his candidacy, uh, comes to naught. Um, You see this coverage that's happened of the meeting in D.C. And I, part of me feels bad talking about it, although it's already out there in all the major newspapers, right? We shouldn't give this more attention in a sense. And I I understand this, the push-pull, the the back and forth between whether you want to debunk the breathless exaggerations and lies of the leftist media or you want to just move on to other issues. I promise you today we'll also talk about some of the Trump promises for the future, some of the things that he says will happen in the first hundred days of his candidacy, the very interesting and worthwhile back and forth between those in the Trump camp and the Republican Party about whether TPP, for example, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, is a good idea. These are things that affect all of us. These are issues that affect the economy. These are issues that may have an impact directly on your job, whether we're talking about taxes or trade agreements, perhaps even infrastructure spending, any number of things. But those are areas where they have to engage with the ideas of not just Donald Trump, but now the Republican Party, which is in quite a powerful position. They'd rather not do that. They'd rather write articles talking about how Donald Trump has expanded the Overton window, named for a guy called Overton, last name Overton, who figured that there was sort of acceptable political discourse and there were some things considered extreme and some things that were considered within that window. 
and that some politicians and some figures can come along and either contract or expand the window of what is allowable to discuss in public and what is not. Donald Trump has expanded the Overton window here, but he's done it in such a way that there's more speech, not less. He's done it in such a way that now we can actually have a worthwhile back and forth over whether this country has become, has become so politically correct that it stifles even the most important issues of public policy and debate. Never mind trying to be sort of polite around your relatives over the Thanksgiving holiday or something. We're talking about a political correctness where all of a sudden half the country isn't allowed to feel the way it feels because the other half is going to shout them down, call them racist. Part of what upsets the left so much here and why you see the doubling down of a racism at all costs and racism, at, racism accusations at all costs and that as the primary strategy to undermine the Trump administration is because the institutional left media has such an investment in that, has created such an infrastructure for using accusations really of racism. There are others out there too, misogyny, uh, xenophobia, Islamophobia, those really don't destroy people. Racism destroys people. Racism as an accusation ends careers, gets people fired, makes their friends and neighbors not want to be seen with them or talk to them. It's become an incredibly powerful tool. Donald Trump withstood all of that. The media doesn't want to let it go. The New York Times, the Washington Post, all the rest of them, they don't want to let it go. They have to finish Trump's uh, presidency with he is a racist. If that doesn't happen, if they haven't convinced enough people in this country that either he is racist or you are racist for supporting him, by the way, they feel like they will have failed. It's immature. It's a, it's a mania. It's deeply destructive to everything that's happening in this country, to all the discussions we should have. But there are reasons why, once again, they are crying wolf. This has been the most effective strategy they have in the past. They don't want to have to engage with ideas. They'd rather just throw names out there and give a huge platform and a lot of attention to a couple of hundred imbeciles getting together, pretending that somehow they know something about history and Hitler and a bunch of buffoons, a bunch of morons. Nobody cares except the New York Times and the Washington Post, because they can highlight these imbeciles and say, how far are these, how far are these idiots from the 60 million who voted for Donald Trump? I'm just, they're New York Times just asking questions. They're just asking questions. It's a disgrace, isn't it? Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. 
$50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.